Zwift has group rides for all levels. With a ride approximately every 30 minutes, you can join a group and ride that fits your schedule and your level. Group rides stay together behind a leader. They enjoy friendly banter, a relaxed vibe, a little bit of fun and some friendly racing. Just like rides in the real world, except there's no worries about a rear wheel puncher slowing the group down or being left behind. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Welcome uh, to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. I'm Christophe Malam, your host for this edition again of the Cycling Central podcast. Let me remind you that you can uh, download or stream this podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash central from our website, sbs.com.au slash central, or schedule a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. You may hear behind me, there's a bit of a white noise, some background noise is because we are at the Cycling Australia Award, the yearly event, and I'm joined with Pat Shaw. Hey, Pat. Hey, Christophe. Great to be here. Uh, back on the podcast after that fantastic Richie Port uh, interview. I found it really compelling. I'm sure the people at home did also. He was just amazing. I mean, Richie is just a golden heart. Well, he is, and he's a true Aussie, and his grit and determination will hopefully lead him to a podium, if not the victory in this uh, next Tour de France in 2018. And he already said that he could beat uh, Chris Froome at uh, Harm Wrestling, so uh, that, that's an interesting fact. <laughs> yeah, well, that's got to be. You've got to start with that and move on. Okay, let's talk about uh, this Cycling uh, Australia Award. It's a uh, it's a pretty amazing event that we're just about to uh, to unveil. Um, how important is it for for a cyclist? You've been here. What does that mean in, in the term of the season? Do we do we stop the season here or do we start the next season here? Well, it's not so much about stopping or starting, but it's a culmination of everyone's efforts that uh, come to this uh, awards ceremony and it's a it's a chance for your peers to um, say thank you for your efforts during the season you know we crown the national road series champions officially here both uh, individual and teams in the men's and women's we talk about the most uh, improved you know under 23 riders uh, we go across all the disciplines mountain bike downhill we've got freestyle bmx this year that's back in uh, australian uh, cycling awards um, women's cycling, men's cycling, paracycling. That's the great thing. All the disciplines come together. And, um, and also there's some pretty serious meetings happening here to, um, today also with uh, Cycling Australia officials. I think we'll hear more about those uh, in, in the coming days. Um, in terms of uh, being as one, as a unity, as a Cycling Australia uh, unity, I think Cycling Australia is doing a, an amazing work to, to try to, to make everything stick together. Yeah, certainly. I used uh, a little bit of a, one earlier said that for quite a while it's felt like we've been riding road bikes on beaches, but um, there's definitely great momentum forward. And not just for the international uh, side of it, so the high performance unit, it obviously gets great exposure in the media, um, but also at a national road series domestic and grassroots level, it's really feeding through and um, it's fantastic to see such a huge attendance here tonight. I think uh, t tonight we're just going to talk about the, the positive side, so we try not to go uh, down too much of everything that has happened this year. Uh, but it's just a wonderful event. And I guess for the, the riders and the world of cycling, it's also a wonderful moment to, to just catch up and, and, have a, and have a drink, have a nice, uh, a nice food and then just a nice time. Yeah, and obviously the big one as well is the Hall of Fame that was introduced uh, just two years ago and, and getting those athletes in. And we've got some marvellous athletes that will be inducted tonight. How do you feed cyclists? Like the food we're going to have, uh, it still needs to be quite balanced, I guess, in terms of the, the diet. 
Yeah, it won't be balanced. It's not. They don't design the menu off the cyclists, that's for sure. But but probably 70% of people that are here aren't the cyclists. They're actually just the uh, people that support them all year long and most of the coaches. But um, it's going to be a cracker. And one cycling, one cyclist that is amazing is Catherine Gerfoot. Uh, she's just walking towards her, towards us. Uh, Catherine has an amazing year. Uh, Catherine, it's, it's great to have you in this podcast. What a year you had. Yeah, it was a lot of up and downs for me this year, or basically one up, one down, and then another up. Um, yeah, it was a, was a good end to my season. How good does it feel to sit here in Melbourne and for the award? And like, is it is it the good end of the year? Um, it's definitely always great to come to the awards. Um, there's a lot of influential and successful people here, uh, often on the bike. So it's always good to mingle, and it has a good atmosphere. Yeah, well, not to mention yourself. Not to forget to mention yourself as a successful person. And, and is this a bit of a celebration? I know that you ride in the world championships. You had a great performance, but. Now that you've decided that enough's enough, is, that, is this a celebration as well? Uh, enough is never enough. Um, <laughs> it is a celebration. It's an end to the season and an end to my being part of Orica Scott. Um, I don't know what's lying ahead, so that's quite exciting as well. On the other hand, uh, I haven't hung up my bike. I probably won't as quickly, and I will make further decision and planning. Uh, I'll continue to plan after the Commonwealth Games once that is behind me. Yeah, well, maybe a, a, there's a great uh, spot for you to mentor plenty of others, and you've plenty, got plenty left in the tank. It seems a very strange scenario to be in, but I'm sure that you'll make the right choices and be ready to, to perform highly next year. Yes, um, I'm definitely planning on being very successful in the early part of the season um, and afterwards I don't know yet I can't can't decide yet what I'm going to do or where I'm going to go it's a weird position to be in to be successful and then stop but yeah family reasons there's more to life than just cycling and I'm I'm glad that I can realize that before it's too late. The longer you stay in that sort of mill, the harder it's to get out of it. And I actually decided in May that I wanted to not go to Europe next year, and that was before Cycling Australia and Orica had that split. So I feel very lucky to be supported further on by Cycling Australia if I wanted to keep continue, continuing to cycle next year. Yeah, and I think you're going to probably set a really good guidance and uh, a process for other female athletes coming out of cycling as well. Not to say that you are coming out at this point, but I mean, the words you use and the way you speak about learning that it's not just coming to a stop and it's about a, an adaptance. Many riders deal with that and it's how you do. And I think that you've got so much to offer, particularly to uh, when you do decide to stop, particularly to the young riders, which you've already guided through the Orica process in not only this year, but previous years. And I know so many of the young Australian cyclists, particularly the female ones, really look up to you. So you should be very proud of everything you've done, particularly this season. It's been an absolute belter for you. Thanks very much. I feel very honoured by your words. Um, I hope that I can have a lot of influence further on and that the pathway I will choose in the future, I hope that that's going to be an inspiration of how cycling can be run as well. And maybe one last word on how do you see female cycling develop on a, on a world stage? Uh, what, what's, your, what's your wish? What's your, what, what do you want the, the sport to be in the next four, five, six years? Equality is definitely one thing I think of when I, when I listen to your question. I think that we got one step further to, towards that this year. 
with Cycling Australia and Orica splitting, that gives Orica a chance to step up in a, step up the whole profile of cycling in in that regard. So I'm I'm glad for that development, and I can see it happen. And I sometimes wonder if I pulled out too early, but uh, yeah, you have to you have to decide which way you want to go, and that's my decision. Catherine, we're going to let you enjoy your, uh, the rest of the award as uh, a ceremony. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pat Catherine Garfoot, what a, a champion she, she, she is. Yeah, she's a champion, but you can, uh, you can hear the emotion in her voice and, uh, and that she's, very, she's still trying to understand what she wants to say, I think. And um, she's, a, she's a visionary for women's cycling in the sense that she has so much experience and, and she's helped so many young Australian cyclists already. And um, it'll be very interesting to know what her next steps will be. But, um, you know, obviously on a different level, but I can, I can understand where she's uh, positioned at this moment. And I think that she has unfinished business, and uh, that's the key. Do you think the unfinished business is also political in, in the relationship between Orica and Cycling Australia and, and all this going forward in the future? I actually think it's probably broader than that. I think it's probably more uh, the, the sense that she feels like there's more she can do before she leaves the sport and more she can do for women's cycling and she speaks of equality in, uh, in the discussion we've had and I think that's the driving force for her is to make a difference and to put her stamp on things before she decides to step out. She'll no doubtly be a coach or a uh, mentor going forward anyways. Well, uh, talking about uh, women's cycling and, uh, and the great uh, things to come in the world of uh, women's cycling, we are joined here with uh, Rachel Nalen. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? Really good. Uh, Pat, I think you had a, the simple question. New team, yeah? Yeah, but it's not just a new team for you. It's a new team altogether. So they've obviously got you in there to help create the culture and be a leader and a mentor for the younger uh, athletes as well. Must be an incredible uh, feeling for you uh, going forward. Absolutely, it's a real honour. It's um, you know, it's a it was a big decision to leave Orica. Obviously, I've been you know part of that family for three years and being a proud Australian. But to move to a new environment, uh, fresh stimulus, you know, a chance to really step up with leadership on the bike and off the bike, it's really special feeling. Yeah, and it's, it wouldn't be um, unfair to say that you've still got great form. Like I watched your racing this year and probably some of your best uh, condition in some of the races and to get your ride in the World Championships as well is exciting. But now to, to go and create something new and you will be part of what the creating this, uh, as they say, at Sunweb creating a memory. Well, it'll be a memory because you're the foundation of this new outfit and it's a foreign outfit. Does that change things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Movistar is one of the biggest brands in cycling. You know, that, that team, it's, it's, it's um, entrenched in history, you know, with um, that the Spanish outfit. It's been going for, you know, over 20 years. So um, they know what they're doing. I've just finished a five-day um, training camp where it was all logistics and planning and analysis and testing for, for next year, and it blew my mind. Like, it was, you know, extraordinarily professional. So that's an environment I really want to sink my teeth into and be part of. And, um, you know, just having that... You know the professionalism of that environment and um, you know a fresh new start like you know it's really special and to be able to work with a, a project that's you know it's bigger than just just riding your bike it's 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 saying to the world that you know um, developing young women it's not only it's not only sport but you know developing young women as as leaders as all-round um, you know it, it you know, it speaks it speaks volumes, and it's just so important that these big teams are stepping up and and doing the same for the women as, as they are for the men. It's just um, an incredible step forward for our sport. If we speak about the you know the, the women's racing at the World Championship, there's been 
all that has been written and said about this year. Uh, where do we go forward for next year? Do you guys still in discussion with Cycling Australia and, and what is the place of the, the, the women in the next year's World Championship? I mean, we're, we're so proud of what we what we did this year. Uh, a silver medal at the World Championships, there's nothing to argue about that. I mean, it was an extraordinary team effort. The seven of us we rode, uh, we rode our race plan and we came away with a silver medal. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to build, to building on our, our world ranking, to build, building on our strength, but also filtering that back to the younger riders back in Australia and really building that, that next generation and, and helping to mentor the next generation through. That's something that, you know, that we're all, we're all keen to do and that we're all, we're all sharing. You know, you just have to look at the, the talent pool coming through. It's stronger and stronger every year and that's because it's stronger and stronger at the top every year. Thank you. Yeah, all the best. Thank you. Okay, it's time for us to, uh, to take a short break from uh, the uh, Cycling Australia Award. Uh, you're listening to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Short break and we come back with a lot more from the award ceremony. Don't you dare go anywhere. Zwift is a sponsor of this podcast and we love it. It's a transformative indoor cycling platform where you can connect with rides all over the world for group rides or workouts. But it's also free for kids. Under parent supervision, kids under 13 can sign up for an account and ride for free. It's a healthy game for them and a way to let them play while also getting them off the couch. So if your little one wants to join you, you can Zwift side by side. It's pretty cool. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Uh, welcome back to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. We are here at the Cycling Australia Awards. It's one night where we celebrate all the best of Australian cycling, and I'm joined here with Pat. Pat, we have a special guest with us just right now in the podcast. It's Michael Draypack. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you guys? Pretty good. Uh, how does it feel for you to, uh, after so long, somewhat be recognized by, uh, by your peers? Oh, it, well, it's, it's, it comes as a great shock. I mean, I didn't expect the invite, and I certainly didn't expect the acknowledgement. Um, yeah, it's nice to be acknowledged. Better late than never. Um, I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, what's the word, I don't have any grudges. Um, it's been a hard road, I suppose, what I foresaw back in the 95, 96, where I, where I sort of saw the problems with um, institutionalisation of athletes. I saw that as an issue, and I, and I, from that time onwards, I advocated and probably put my hand in my pocket to sponsor athletes in, holistic, in, a, in a holistic way. And, you know, I've just done my own thing for the last 10 years, and I think with the new Board of Cycling Australia. They're very progressive, and I was just speaking to John Wiley then, and he, he wants to catch up with me. A, a director of, um, another director of the Australian Sports Commission wants to catch up with me, and I think, I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, it's easy to, you know, we're in a new world now. I mean, we're in a new world where social responsibility is important, sustainability is important, and the horrible events we've had in cycling in recent years. Um, we know that we know we've got to look after our athletes, you know, during their career and post their career. But to answer your question more pointedly, yeah, it's lovely to be acknowledged. Yeah, and it's about time. I think it's um, it's great to hear the positivity in your voice and in the words you're using. And particularly, I am a big fan of the holistic development. Although I've been involved in programs in the past, I haven't had that as a banner. It's always been saying I'm big about on and off bike. And I love what the Pat's Veg program has been able to do for particularly national-based riders. And now I'll also be able to go outside the country is it just as important obviously for them as it is for the world tour project yeah pat that's a really good question i think we've just done a joint venture the new team our new world tour team going forward is a team called education first drapak 
Um, you know, they're the biggest private education group in the world with uh, well over a million students. And that's a long-term partnership with them and myself. And, you know, they, they come on board because basically I spent a lot of time with the two owners of Education First and they recognised what we were doing. But I think at a more fundamental level, I believe that, that in the formative years of cycling or any sports career, that kids should be holistically develop, developed. And transition is not about when you finish your career. And Pat, you had a great career. Transition actually begins, you know, you start training for transition in when you're 16 or 17. So you get those foundations for transition. And I think that, you know, the world tour should all, all world tour teams should have a, a holistic development team, not a, a development team which is advocating kids 19 and 20 to be full-time bike riders. Now, so I believe that our development team, the two owners of Education First, had a lot of input into the development team. And so all the kids on that team are at university. They're all doing community work. And so I think I would like to see a world where 10 years from now that every kid that's ever gone into a world tour team would have had at least the opportunity to have gone through holistic development. Is it something you, you feel you can influence at the world tour level with all your peers, the, the, the owners of, of other teams, something that you wish to do? Yeah, I think so. I think without being, without being a pontificator, Uh, and, or being judgmental in any way, I think that we, I'd hope that we could inspire others. And I think, I know the model last year at the, um, the UCI held a, 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 con, a, a seminar and they showcased their Pat's Veg team last year as a preferred model for, um, whole, you know, for development. So I, I hope we can inspire them. Um, so no, I'm, I'm very positive about it. And thanks, thanks for giving me a voice. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. And now we are joined with a newly inductee into the Cycling Australia Hall of Fame, long time coming, Brad McGee. Well, I haven't done much in recent time, just get a little bit older. And uh, these awards come along, but um, all jokes aside, it's a huge honour. Um, it's, it's actually tough to, to stop now and, and reflect back to your own athletic career. Still heavily involved in cycling, obviously in coaching roles. And it's, my life now is about enabling others to you know, to achieve great things in cycling. So to stop and, and reflect back, look at a bit of video, um, you know, brings a, literally, you know, a few tears in the eyes and uh, it's, 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 it feels great, to be honest. But I'm also looking forward to get back to my day job tomorrow. <laughs> How do you feel when you receive that email that say, Brad Magley, you are an inductee into the Australian Cycling uh, Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a brief email, uh, not a lot of detail around it. And I guess that's for you to fill in uh, with, with the memories and, uh, and then sharing it here today and up there with Julie Spate. What a legend. So Julie uh, was a legend of New South Wales cycling when I first got into the sport. And she was like a real, not only a pioneer for women's cycling, but for cycling in general. She was you know, team captain at national championships for New South Wales. And, So one of my early uh, you know, uh, heroes. And, uh, and Katie and I shared the 2004 Olympic campaign together and everything she spoke to about that, that team and how special it was across all disciplines, both genders. It, it really is uh, the case. And again, great memories. And uh, you know, I was here last year, here in the other inductees, the great stories. I think it's a huge and very important inclusion to these awards um, to stop and, and reflect. Uh, intertwined with celebrating what is now and the, the amazing stuff that our young athletes are doing. So all in all, just great to be involved, great to be here. Um, you know, if I, if I need to get inducted into the, the Hall of Fame to get a seat here, I'll, I'll put my hand up every time. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. <laughs> I have to come up with something special. Uh, Pat, I think you were there in, in one particular moment for, for Brad's career. 
Yeah, but before that, I think it is, you're right, it is integral to reflect, particularly because we've got younger generations that are the heroes of today and our champions, but it's great for them to know about the past champions too, not just of your generation, but previous ones too. And I think that was what, unfortunately for the people at home, they weren't here to be able to embrace uh, your passion and emotion. But it shows how much cycling means to you, not only during your career, but also with the youth that you work with today and the elite, obviously, in the men's and women's on the road. But, um, yeah, I was there. I was there when you took the yellow jersey for FDJ in, uh, on the cobbled finish of the prologue. And uh, you actually rode a puncher to the line. I, I remember it vividly. And uh, it was great memories. But um, so many great memories for you. But now, what, uh, what do you see the future of cycling in Australia? Well, what I'm really encouraged is to see us sharing from each other. Each discipline, you know, obviously both genders, that's done. Julie's set us up well there. Um, and just aspiring each other. So, you know, see the BMX freestylers coming here and just the, all that they bring into this room. You know, young Mitch right over there is an aspiring track endurance, maybe road rider. He's feeding off that and it'll go vice versa. So that's the real strength we've got here in, in Australian cycling going forward. And, uh, you know, we've got, we've got to create more of these opportunities. Probably particularly in this generation, I think they're more accepting to the crossover of disciplines, and I think that's going to be fantastic as well. I've got to agree. And, you know, we watch our year in reflection now. I think next year's going to be even greater. Absolutely. Uh, comp Games, home soil. You know, that'll just bring a thrust. And uh, we'll ride that, uh, that momentum all the way into Tokyo. It's crazy we're already speaking about Tokyo, but uh, it'll come around sooner than we think. And one last thing, uh, people might not know this about you, but you're completely fluent in French. So we could have even, on aurait pu presque faire cela en, en français, quelques mots. Oui, mais aujourd'hui, il reste que mes chiens à parler en français parce que personne ne voulait chez moi. Mes, mes enfants, ils le comprennent, mais c'est difficile de, 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 de le guider en français encore. Sauf si c'est pour quelque chose comme un petit bonbon ou un, un, un cadeau. Ouais, ils répondent bien en français. Sinon, non, c'est que mes chiens. Ils ne me répondent pas, mais ils me comprennent tout. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it was brilliant. Thank you. It's always lovely to, uh, to talk to you. Uh, cheers. That's great. Thanks. Pat, it's time to, uh, to conclude this, uh, this podcast, special podcast on the Cycling Australia Award. And who else can we conclude with? That Matthew Kennan, you've done a wonderful job uh, hosting this ceremony. Wonderful year for you as well, Matt. Oh, it's been a big year for me. Hosting this is one of the highlights. Actually, it's one of the things I'm most nervous about. Even at the Tour de France, 48 different networks taking it upwards of 5 million people watching. I'm more nervous for the Cycling Australia Awards where we've got an audience of 300 because I can see them. Whereas I can't see the people and watching only, on TV. And you only get one crack at it. You get 21 stages to have a crack at the tour. Yeah, if you have a bad day at the tour, you can come back the next day and hopefully get it right. If you make a mess of this, everybody leaves the room saying that was no good. Uh, we're not going to ask you to uh, summarise the, the evening, but um, is there any highlight for you that is coming out of what has been a wonderful year for cycling in Australia? The highlight that has come out of this event today for me has been one of the consistent themes. We heard it from Carol Cook as a paracyclist. We heard it from Caroline Buchanan as a BMXer. We heard it from Mick Hanna as a mountain biker. And it's come through with the track cyclists and the road cyclists as well. We're all just bike riders. And every one of them spoke about having cycling as part of their life forever. And to see a guy like Logan Martin, freestyle BMX, uh, who didn't daydream as a kid about being able to do backflips on a BMX? Now, he's a superstar, and come Tokyo, he'll be a household name in Australia. So it's that consistent theme, no matter where they ply their trade now as a professional cyclist, all of them just love riding a bike. 
Yeah, and that goes on the new message from Cycling Australia from the top that they want to make cycling one. So all these disciplines to cross over, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, he only lost, Logan only lost the People's Choice by 4%, which is alarming because I really didn't think a lot of people would know about him. He has got the biggest social media following of any current Australian cyclist. So that's how he did it, and he nearly took it out. And I'll tell you what, it would have been a great message to send. But uh, my highlight was definitely Bradley McGee. Uh, Kate McTeer or uh, Henderson was fantastic. But Brad McGee, and to see, because he's not a guy who shows his emotions at all, actually, uh, and to see how much cycling really means to him now in the present as well as in his past and his ideals going forward for cycling is just superb and uh, you, you can't buy that stuff. That's, that's enriched in his blood and he breathes it every day and it was fantastic to see him actually show that emotion. It's uh, really opened things up. I wasn't sure how much it would mean to Brad to be inducted into the Cycling Australia Hall of Fame. This is a guy who's won Olympic gold medal. He's won world titles. He's worn the leader's jersey at all three Grand Tours. He's won so much and he was almost in tears collecting a certificate as a member of the Cycling Australia Hall of Fame. And actually, the Hall of Fame means more than perhaps those of us who will never get in the Hall of Fame actually realise. So, pretty big year. 2018 is shaping to be a, an amazing year as well for, for Australian cycling. We've heard from Michael Matthews, he's, he's back in Europe training. Uh, how serious as a contender is he for, for just pure brilliance this coming year? Well, again, the green jersey will be the big target for him. Plus, he'll be aiming for those classics again. I'd love to see him one day really target the Tour of Flanders. He didn't ride it this year, but I think he can win it. Anyway, he's got other races that he really wants to win first. But come the Tour de France, he'll have Peter Sagan to contend with, and I think he can really challenge Peter Sagan. Sure, Sagan will be the favourite. He's the triple world, triple world champion. We don't need to talk any more about the capabilities of Peter Sagan, but Michael Matthews can challenge him. And I think one last word coming from, from Pat and I. Uh, it's thank you, Matt, for all the support you've, you've given to SBS uh, this year, the support you've given to this podcast, and personally the support you've given me. My pleasure. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. Thanks. And a big thank you to, to Matthew Keenan. Pat, I think it's time to, to wrap up this podcast and, uh, and wrap, wrap up this wonderful event that we had here at the, the Cycling Australia Award. Um, one big thing I think that comes out of this for me, it's the... There's a certain world of positivity that is, is, is going around this, uh, this Cycling Australia at the minute. So we, we are very hopeful for 2018. I think there is a buzz around cycling in Australia and also obviously at Cycling Australia itself. But it, it's important that it feeds down through all the other avenues, through the disciplines, through both male and female. But I've felt this for quite a few months, Christoph. but it's great to be in the venue this evening and feel it and, and also for the people we've spoken to for it to be a shared message that everyone really wants to push this ball forward yeah it's a big ball and it weighs a lot but it's all that collective energy that's pushing it forward and I'm really feeling great about it look we've, we've recently seen National Road Series races streamed, I've been an absolute pleasure to bring that, these are all things that are the momentum changes in cycling in Australia and tonight we can feel a real buzz in the air and a lot of positivity so it's fantastic to be part of cycling and um, it's fantastic that I've been able to enjoy it here this evening with yourself. Likewise, uh, I think we'll wrap up on this one but thank you for, for I've been uh, the co-host uh, today at this, uh, this wonderful podcast and I'm looking forward to, to the next one. It's always a pleasure and uh, go get on Zwift. Absolutely, uh, right on. Thanks uh, for everyone for listening and uh, we are certainly going to start and enjoying the rest of the night. Uh, thanks Pat. Cheers. This is it for the Zwift Cycling Central podcast for this edition this week. Uh, let me remind you that you can download or stream our podcast on uh, 
SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cyclingcentral, from our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or from our lovely friends at Zwift. All is left for me to say, it's goodbye for now, and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Zwift is a sponsor of this podcast and we love it. It's a transformative indoor cycling platform where you can connect with rides all over the world for group rides or workouts, but it's also free for kids. Under parent supervision, kids under 13 can sign up for an account and ride for free. It's a healthy game for them and a way to let them play while also getting them off the couch. So if your little one wants to join you, you can Zwift side by side. It's pretty cool. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today.